It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams, and that's right. Tupac just told us, keep your heads up. We good. I'm feeling it today. Obviously, you can tell. I just got off the mic with Mr. James Kroger. We were doing a Rams podcast, so go check that out. That's dropping most likely on Wednesday. It was a good one, as you can tell. I've got some energy. I usually have energy, but this time, a little extra. An extra vent session of MP. won't say any more than that. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, But this is the Tuesday edition. This is the Big Ups edition. And you know what? This episode, straight out of the gate, is dedicated to Riley. So Riley, put a smile on your face. This one's going out to you. I'll tell the rest of you later what that means, but I just wanted to give a special shout-out You and your dad's questions coming up later, but just want to make sure I got that out of the way. I love all my fans. I love all you guys. Keep interacting with me. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Lockdown Rams, all accounts. You can also find my personal LA underscore Rambling Bear, and then you know where to find us to listen to the podcast. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. I tweet it out every day, a link. If you need it, that's where it's at. We've got all your bases covered. Leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. Give some feedback. I love hearing from you guys. I try to do my best to either reply or give a like to your comment as much as I can. I know we've got stuff flying in from all over, but I love your engagement. That's exactly why we're doing Tuesday edition Big Ups because you guys have been so amazing. I created a whole day just for you guys. And I want to welcome in all the new listeners. I really appreciate it, guys. We are growing like crazy, so I know there's a bunch of new people that are listening, so thank you for joining. If you don't know, now you know, five days a week, your boy Bear talking about the LA Rams, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. And take a little gander around the network. We got a bunch of great podcasts, whether it's on the NBA side. They got an NBA fantasy podcast, which is amazing. Go check that out if you're in any fantasy basketball league. It's a must listen. We've got fantasy here for NFL. We've got Matt Williamson, Locked On NFL podcast, which is great. And then any basketball team you can imagine, if you're a Boston Celtics fan or if you're a 76ers fan, go check it out. We're continuing to add baseball teams. The World Series is over. I know you Dodger people are out there like, what? He's talking about baseball? I thought I wouldn't have to hear about baseball for a long time. But we do have some baseball podcasts. We're actually looking for a Locked On Dodger or so. So if you know anybody, send them to me. I'll get them through. Maybe we can get them up on the network. Before we get off and running, I want to talk to you guys. Last minute reminder, we are giving away two tickets to the Seahawks game. All you got to do is go find the post on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Retweet it. Follow. Like. Share. Comment. All those standard rules. Just do whatever it says and then some... And you'll be entered to win a chance. Two tickets to the game against Seattle. See us whoop up on some NFC tail out at the Coliseum. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great game and hopefully a bounce back victory. 
I saw a tweet from JB Long. I don't have it in front of me, but he went over McVay coming out of a loss. And he's pretty, pretty good so far. So expect the team to be ready on Sunday to come out of it wanting something to prove. McVay's going to get him back. You heard it yesterday on the podcast. If you didn't, go back and listen. It was a great one. I opened with him talking about you know, how they were going to react to this. And he basically said adversity will make us, right? He, he said some of the best adversity comes, you know, the best reward. And I know that's a terrible quote of what he said. He said it way cooler, but you get the gist. He basically said, we're going to be all right. We good. We good. So today we've got a few, I'm going to dabble in some pro football focus stuff because some of it's not too pretty. Some of it's very pretty. So I'm going to talk about it. And then we're going to take some questions from you guys. I asked on Facebook. I asked on Twitter. People got to reach out talk about some things they wanted to hear. I got some voicemails. I got some new callers this week I'm really excited about. Uh, so I continue to encourage you guys to reach out and be a part of it because today is about you guys. But before we get there, let's start with the pro football focus stuff because if I don't get it out of the way now, I'm going to get distracted with all your guys' questions. We'll never get to it. So let's start on some positive sides. Jared Goff. Great game, brought us back from down 21. Obviously, the defense pitched in in the second half, getting some stops to allow our offense to get on the field and do some damage. But for the second time this season, quarterback Jared Goff was credited with five big-time throws. If you don't know Pro Football Focus, that is their highest-graded passes. And for Goff, he earned his highest grade since week four when we faced the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night, and that was 884 also, when targeting receivers 20 or more yards past the line of scrimmage, Jared Goff went 3-for-5 with one drop and a passer rating of 104.2. This guy did everything he could to get this game going. We talked about it yesterday. The only throw I wish he could have back was that last drive. He overthrew an open Robert Woods. Uh, we ended up punting, going 3-and-out. And you know what happened after that? They came back, put up some points on the board, so I know he wishes he had that throw. But overall, Jared Goff had a really, really good performance. His only interception was an amazing play by the defense. He tried to squeeze one in there, and believe me, he was doing it before that. Very pinpoint accuracy throws. In the NFL, you have to be able to throw in a tight window, and my man Jared Goff did it all day long. So big ups, Jared Goff. Pro Football Focus said, yeah, one hell of a game. And man, we haven't been able to do this yet, so I'm excited to share. Second-year tight end Gerald Everett played a total of 18 snaps against the Saints and saw four targets in the passing game. He caught three of those four targets, two for first downs, and dropped the fourth for an overall receiving grade of 79.5. It was the highest among the team with more than one target. So although he did have that drop, it was by far his best game of the season and that's something me and James have been chirping about for a long time where are our tight ends Gerald Everett's a guy that we actually traded up to go get obviously it was in a later rounds but we we traded up in the draft to go get him and we finally saw some of his explosiveness some of his run after the catch that McVay was so excited about he is definitely a receiving tight end but it's nice to see him start to get involved in the passing game. We saw both him and Higby be a part of it, and I think that's going to be a big thing moving forward that we can rely on those guys instead of Todd Gurley always getting that dump off. You saw, I think he had six catches for 11 yards. People are going to start to understand that. So to have other short options out there for Jared Goff is great. So great job, Gerald Everett. You made the cut, big guy. All right, then we'll flip it over to the defense. Dante Fowler, welcome to the Rams, kid. Finished as the Rams' highest-graded defender in the run game. 
87.5. He recorded one defensive stop and one quarterback pressure on 43 total snaps. Uh, 14 of them were run, 29 were passed. So obviously we know he's our edge rusher. So we're bringing him in there a little bit more on the pass. But Wade Phillips said in the press conference last week that they love this guy. That moving forward, we hope to be able to use him on first and second down a little bit more and not just on third down in those passing situations. That this guy gets it. He's athletic, and we saw, obviously, the number one graded defender in the run game. Great job. Welcome to the team. He's got to earn a contract here, so we expect him to ball out a little bit, and we're going to need it. We need that help off the edge. Speaking of help off the edge, before we get to our next thing, I want to say that Obo, Obo Okoronkwo, has been upgraded. He is on the active roster. Will he make the 43 this week? Eh, that's the next question. I hope so. If we don't see him this week, we're definitely going to see him in Mexico. He, You don't bring him up and make him active if you're not going to play him. We're going to talk a little bit more about this throughout the week with Vinny Bonsignor on Thursday, Serena Morales on Friday. So make sure to check in for those because those are our inside scoop close to the team. And they're going to let us know what's going on. But I'm excited to say that Oboe is back. We activate him instead of putting him on the shelf for the rest of the season and basically redshirting him. So good news there. I can't wait to dig into that a little bit more. But moving on on the pro football focus side of things, eh, I told you we got a couple good ones. Get you guys feeling good. But the defense, you know, definitely let us down at times throughout the game. So I'm going to drop a little bit of some, you know, stay woke stats here. Outside of the interior defender Aaron Donald, the Rams' pass rush was mostly stagnant, right? Of the 15 quarterback pressures generated by the defense on Sunday, seven of them came from Aaron Donald. His 79.2 overall grade was the highest of the defense, though it was his lowest grade since week 16 of 2017. He was credited with four quarterback hits, the same amount he had over the previous four games of the season. So again, Aaron Donald continues to dominate. We saw him in the backfield many a times blowing up Kamara. That was super fun to see. But overall, this defense just couldn't put pressure on Breeze. And we saw it so many times, especially on third down, that he was just sitting back there. He went from his first read to his second read. Ah, back to his first read. Oh, let's look at the third read. Let me throw the second. Like He was all over the place as far as time that he had back there. It's got to improve this week because we've got Russell Wilson dangerous in the pocket. We saw him earlier in the season, and I'm pretty sure I know who he's going to go after. No names. I don't think names need to be given, but we know where he's going. So with that, what we're going to do is we're going to step aside, take a break. We've welcomed you into the podcast. We're going to switch it over. This is now your show. Big ups on the other side. Stay tuned. We're going to get a couple quick words from some sponsors. We'll be right back. Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. All right, Ram fans, excited to talk to you about our next partner here on the show, Vivid Seats. You guys know Vivid Seats, online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment experiences that will last a lifetime. The great thing is they help fans find their seats to any of their favorite events, including sports, concerts, theaters, and more. They've got the best prices. It's easy to buy tickets online or on their app, but make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Listeners will receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download Vivid Seats app. 
Locked on, received $20. Again, you got to spend 200 bucks. But most of these tickets we're buying for, expensive concerts, games to the LA Coliseum, you're going to spend that. So might as well get the $20 off. Use the promo code Locked On. Vivid Seats is the place to go. Confirmed orders are backed up with a 100% guarantee. That is where I got my tickets to the Mexico City game. That was by far the best deal that I could get. They got me some great seats. I'm super excited about it. And they guaranteed it because I'm going to another country. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know where to buy tickets. Um, I, you know, some sites are sketchy. You're trying to buy tickets on Craigslist. Eh, I don't know about it. So go to Vivid Seats. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get $20 off, $200 or more. This is where you need to buy your tickets. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Tuesday edition of Lockdown Rams. I'm your host, Bear Motter. I am jacked up. I am psyched up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get back out on the field, get some redemption. What we're going to do now is we're going to take some of your guys' questions that you've submitted via Facebook and call-ins and all that different stuff. So I appreciate everyone that reached out. I'm going to try to get as many of your guys' questions on today's show. If not, I'll sprinkle them throughout the week. See, we got a couple guests on. We'll see if I save some of those uh, for our upcoming guests. If you didn't hear it, don't stop sending them in. I'll get them in as soon as I can, I promise. With that said, our first one comes from our first ever caller, Cody Buzzsaw Brown. So big ups, Cody. What's your question, my man? Hey, Bear, it's your boy, Cody Brown, Cody Buzzsaw Brown, your first voicemail caller ever. I'm going to throw that in every time now. Hey, listen, uh, first loss, that's tough, you know, especially against uh, such a good team like that and the comeback that we posted. But, hey, we move on. Uh, the biggest thing is that it's a one loss against another one loss team that's going to make a big difference in our way to get home field advantage. Question for this week, other than Kansas City, this is the biggest threat to keep the number one seed from coming to L.A. And, hey, before I jump off, can you please give a quick shout-out to my daughter, Riley? We listen every single morning in the car, and every morning she asks, why didn't he say my name? Can you please, uh, again, shout-out Riley? That's my daughter. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Ah, Cody Brown. Love it. Riley, what's up? How you doing? Thanks for listening. I love that you guys listen to us together in the morning driving. And Riley, if I knew you were in the car, I'd be saying what's up to you all the time. So I'm glad Dad asked for the shout-out because you ask and you do receive. So Riley, what's up? How you doing? Big ups to Riley. 
I'm not crying. You're crying. Oh, daddy daughter time. I love it. But as for your question, Cody, I love it. Great stuff. Keep it coming. You talked about who's going to be our biggest challenge moving forward. Uh, we might have just played them, right? For the And I'm not sure if you're asking for the NFC or asking for NFL, so I'll do a little bit of both. Surprisingly enough, I think New Orleans, obviously, in the NFC is going to be one of our toughest matches to get that number one seed. But don't count out the Carolina Panthers. They're 6-2. and two. They're right behind New Orleans. They're chomping at the bit. We talked about it yesterday. Two of the last three games of the season are Carolina versus New Orleans. So... If they sweep that series, boom, all of a sudden it's Carolina. That's the team we're worried about. And overall, obviously, Kansas City Chiefs, we'll see them down in Mexico. They already have one loss themselves, so maybe we give them their second, and we own the tiebreaker on them. And if we all start stacking up losses, because you know we, we're sitting here thinking, oh, we're undefeated, well, we're going to just go 15-1 and one then, well, we might grab a couple losses along the way. So there's always the New England Patriots out there and the AFC who are always tough. So there's a couple teams lingering, but in the NFC, I think it's definitely going to be us Saints or the Panthers near the top at the end of the season. But as I said yesterday, real confident that it's going to be us at the end of the year. Great question. Keep them coming. And go Rams, Riley. All right, let's keep this moving. And this one comes from Facebook and Frankie Alcazar. He says, all right, here goes my first question ever to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. But should we be worried about the Seahawks committee backfield? It seems like they're able to rotate those guys in and out and keep fresh legs against us. What do you think Wade Phillips is going to have to do to match up with our defense against that? Well, Frankie, thanks so much for your first question. Really appreciate it. And it's a good one. And I'll tell you a little bit about it because last game, Chris Carson and Mike Davis tore us up for about 170, 180 yards combined. And they looked really good. They really held us accountable in the passing game. And it really opened up Russell Wilson to go down the field and really take advantage of Marcus Peters. <clears throat> Sorry. Dang it. I promise I wouldn't say anything about that today. But Chris Carson got a little banged up on Sunday. And looking what Pete Carroll had to say earlier today, he's not sure on his availability for this weekend. So if Chris Carson is coming into this game, he's going to be a little bruised up. Those guys like Aaron Donald and Sue and now Fowler and maybe Oboe this weekend. All those guys can be hitting hard and may be able to kind of throw this off and really have to push the rest of the game into Mike Davis's hands. So you talked about the running back by committee. That committee might be a little bit shorter this week. Obviously, they still have Rashard Penny, that first round draft pick that they used that they traded up to go get. Really hasn't panned out too much for them this season, but... This may be a game that he gets some more opportunity. And then really lastly, their third threat as far as running the ball is Russell Wilson. He's a guy you always got to keep an eye on. Uh, we, we, we played a few mobile quarterbacks this year. He didn't do too much damage to us the first game. But being that they are out of some of these guys, could expect him to start running the ball. If you remember last year, I think he was their leading rusher, Russell Wilson, by the end of the year. So this guy is very much capable of doing it. He doesn't want to. Uh, but when need be, he can get outside of the pocket. So we're going to have to have maybe a QB spy on him as well. I like the way we've been playing against the rush lately. Talked about uh, coming off this Saints game. Yeah, we gave up 140 yards, 100-something yards like that. But that's against two really good running backs. We really neutralized Mark Ingram to about 40. And then Kamara went off for about 70, 80. Uh, so overall, we did pretty well. We didn't allow a individual to go over 100 yards but i think this team is getting better and better i talked about fowler early in the episode having one of our better running grades 
Hopefully that's something that he can keep up. And then Sue and Brockers and Donald obviously is always in the backfield. Uh, hopefully it's something that we can shut down. Love the question. And we're going to find out throughout this week who we're really facing. Hopefully, uh, knock on wood, Carson is healthy, but maybe not a go on Sunday. We'll find out more later. Most likely, though, if I were to guess right now, I'm assuming that he's going to try to tough it out and play. But will he make it through the whole game? I don't know. He didn't make it through all of last game. So uh, something to keep eye on for sure. But great question. I appreciate you reaching out. All right, moving along. Let's keep it on Facebook. We'll do one more question before the break. This is a longtime listener, Bill Overbaugh. He asks, I haven't heard much criticism for LaMarcus Joyner this year, but I feel like he has really been struggling too. I know he plays a lot of deep center field and that doesn't equate to massive stats, but the secondary as a whole keeps getting beat deep. Isn't that his responsibility to read and react? He also has missed a bunch of tackles. What's going on with Mr. Franchise Tag? Great stinking question, Bill. I am with you. I don't know what's happening with him. And it is the job, right? Be back there. Make sure nothing gets over your head. Well, where were you, right? And I think that's part of the reason why Marcus Peters was on the sideline kind of chirping at him because he expected a little bit help over the top and he didn't get it. Once he caught that ball, Michael Thomas, he was gone. We mentioned this earlier in the year with Vinny Bonsignor and he did get his back and kind of said that's what Wade's asking him to do back there and really come up and make some plays. But you're right. Secondary's hole is getting beat, especially when you're getting beat. Where's our safety? And you mentioned Mr. Franchise Tag. Well, I think that's why we franchise tagged him, right? We weren't sure, is he the safety of our future moving forward? Do we want to go give this guy four or five years, big, big money? Well, we're starting to learn that price when you play the franchise tag game either is going to go up on you or come down. And right now, I think that price is coming down a little bit. Obviously, there's going to be teams out there that are going to overpay, and that's why we might lose them. But is he a guy that we can look at the end of the year and go, yeah, we probably can replace you with somebody else. I heard someone else say this. I think this might have been on Twitter, but they were kind of throwing out, what about Earl Thomas? He's going to be coming off that big injury, but he's going to be looking for a team to join, obviously get paid. We're going to be paying someone back there. He really hates the Seahawks. So what better guy to come get than Earl Thomas that gets to play the Seahawks twice a year and give it all his effort. I don't know if LaMarcus Joyner is going to be the safety of the future for the Rams. I don't think he's doing horribly, horribly bad, like Marcus Peters bad. But you're right, a lot of missed tackles. Watching that film again, he's involved in a lot of plays and just slipping off guys when you got to go up and make that play. So if you're going to come up and deliver the big hit like he's kind of known to do, you got to wrap up and make the tackle. Uh, I agree with you. Too many balls over the head without Joyner being in the picture, especially on Sunday. Kind of leaves you asking, what's going on, Mr. Franchise Tag? We'll find out at the end of the season. But right now, if I were to put money on it, I wouldn't be giving long-term bucks to him right now. So great question, Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Long-time listener, long-time contributor as far as questions go. So keep them coming. Guys, got a few more on the other side. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside, take a break, get a couple words from our sponsors. So before we get out of this segment, big ups to Frankie and Bill. I appreciate the questions. We'll be right back with more of Lockdown Rams Tuesday right after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. 
The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back third and final segment of the show, Locked On Rams Tuesday, only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day with yours truly, Bear Modern. What can get better than that? A handful of things, but you know what? This is pretty darn good. We're going to keep this rolling. We got another voicemail caller from our man, Reggie. I appreciate it. He's relocated. No longer out in Inglewood. So let's get to that call from Reggie. Big ups, Reggie. What do you got? Hey, Bears, your buddy Reggie. Uh, calling from Inglewood usually, but I have now relocated to Vegas. So uh, moving my rounds fandom a little bit out here a little bit. But I just wanted to comment, um, just remind people that while we uh, we did lose today, how good does Jared Goff look? Uh, bringing us down back from 21 in a tough first half. Um, also, just going blow for blow with Drew Brees. Um, there's not too many quarterbacks in the league that can do that. He threw for 391 and three touchdowns today. So I just want to remind everybody that he did go blow for blow with Drew Brees, and he hung in there with him. And some may even say he outperformed him. But um, there was a key throw that he missed wide open. Uh, not wide open, but the throw to Robert Woods that ended up being a three and out on that drive. Other than that, I can't look at that game and, and see, you know, where you can say something bad about Jared Goff. So just wanted to give everybody uh, a little heads up there. Uh, thank you. Uh, go Rams. We'll, we'll be back in the win column next week. Oh, I love it, Reggie. little positivity. I like it. Remind us about Jared Goff, how awesome he is. Uh, you talked about that throw. I totally agree with you. It was probably his only – Really, really bad throw of the game, right? He had a couple that, uh, you know, a little off the target. Most of them were really great. He had a couple really, really good throws. But that one's really tough when you have the ball, chance to go win the game, go down the field and score. He misses Woods, who almost really made a play there. It was kind of crazy. He stretched out and almost got that one. But bad timing for that. But overall, you're right, man. Jared Goff is a stud. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. I'm going to drop some stats here for you. I saw this today. Jared Goff in general speaking terms of the NFL and the quarterback position, third in touchdown passes with 20, second in passing yards, 2,816, fifth in passer rating, 112.9, seventh in passer rating completion, 67.9. You still think he's a bust world? I don't think so. As Reggie said, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that even though we lost on Sunday, this guy is a stud this guy is a franchise quarterback. So, Reggie, I appreciate the call. I appreciate that positivity. He called in Sunday after the game. Didn't get a chance to get it on Monday's show. Wanted to share it today. So, big ups, Reggie. Keep calling. All the way out from Vegas, my man. I'm going to come out there from time to time. My mom just retired out that way. It's a dry heat, they say. It's a dry heat. Well, when I moved my mom in, it was 114 degrees. Dry heat or not. That's hot. 
And you get to talk trash to all those Raider fans that are coming your way. <laughs> Good luck with Gruden. All right. Let's keep this train going. Big ups. Siren White. He reached out to us on Facebook and he says, comment followed by a question. That's a very, that's a very bare way of doing things. I like that. I'm going to say a couple things. I'm going to prep you though. Here it comes. Comment with a question. The Chiefs game is huge. Agreed. If this team is serious about making a Super Bowl push, then we need to beat the other teams around us who have those aspirations. If we don't beat KC, does this team have what it takes to make a Super Bowl? And if we do, does that then show the rest of the league that this Saints game was just a little blip and that we're here to win it all? And then his last little bit here is, must admit, I'd rather have these concerns than worrying about if we're going to have a positive record over the full season. Wow, times have changed. Man, that's, that's a good point, right? We've got to beat the teams that are considered to be near the top, right? Cody asked us earlier, who do we think is going to be at the top? And you know what? A lot of them are on our record. Saints, we lost. Close game on the road. This is a neutral site game. I think this Saints game is really going to hype us up, give us that energy to be able to play, quote-unquote, on the road. We're both playing on the road for that game down in Mexico. But it's not really a home game for either. We're going to see how the fans show up to that. I know I'm going to lose my voice that game. So bear with me on a few of those podcasts after. I'm sure I'm going to be a little hurting there, especially after all that tequila. But you're right. I think this KC game is going to be a big statement for us. You know, a lot of those haters out there uh, expected us to lose to the Saints. And when we did, they're like, see, they, can't, they haven't played anybody. And they lose to the Saints. And, you know, but you're right. We came back down 21, made it a game, and it just kind of fell apart. And that will be a blip, hopefully, in this schedule. If we win down in Mexico City, it's going to really tell these guys, and I don't think they really need it at this point, but that they can play with anybody, that they can make a Super Bowl win, play on a neutral site, and beat a really, really good team. So that game down in KC, man, Monday Night Football. If you're looking at the Monday Night Football that's going on tonight, Tennessee Titans versus Dallas Cowboys, I think next week is like – Someone boring like the Niners for someone that we don't care about. I don't know. It's another crappy Monday night game. But then, potentially the game of the year, Kansas City Chiefs versus your Los Angeles Rams. I love it. And then to kind of go big picture on what you talked about, yes, how great is it that we're not talking about 7-9, and nine, that we're not talking about, oh, we're only a couple games behind the Seahawks. We are the story of the NFC West, and everyone's chasing us. It is a good feeling. And you're right, as we step back from this Saints game, it's kind of good to take a look at the big picture. I know a lot of you guys that are listening have been longtime Rams fans, so you get it, right? You get it. We've gone through a lot since the Kurt Warner days, and we're back on the map, and it feels good. So no more worrying about winning six games or eight games. We're talking about winning divisions. We're talking about winning NFC. We're talking about winning Super Bowls. Times have changed, but that means so do expectations. You can ask Marcus Peters right now. I'm sure he will agree that he is getting a lot of pressure to perform, as he should. So great question. Big ups. Keep them coming, y'all. That's about all I have time for today. Again, if you have any other questions, don't be shy. Keep them coming. I'll get to them, I promise. I'll ask some of our upcoming guests. We've got a great crossover coming up with the boys from Seattle. We're going to talk this matchup. I was a little insulting last time about how much I thought we'd win by. The margin is 10 for my bookie. We'll see how true to form that plays out this week. But we have a great conversation coming up with Grant Goldberg and Spike Freeman, as well as Thursday edition with Vinny Bonsignor, Friday hype edition with Serena Morales, 
Get your questions in for the experts. Let me know what you want to hear. I'll ask them. I'm excited. Got some great content coming up this week. Guys, thanks so much. If you didn't hear yesterday's podcast, go on back, take a listen, get caught up. You get five episodes a week. Your host, Bear Motter, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. So with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.